Welcome to Women Waken, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in relationships, childhood, and early life conditioning to shift from a place of codependency to a state of divine feminine love, acceptance, harmony, and abundance. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the illusion of needing to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. I'm also a fellow human being who has faced most of the issues that I explore on this show. On today's Identify and Heal solo episode, I'm exploring the concept of resistance. What leads us to have specific preferences and resist specific outcomes? Where is that resistance coming from and how can we shift into a place of accepting things just as they show up, just as they happen, and having no preference other than what is? So take a listen and enjoy. Hey everybody, Whitney here with a Identify and Heal solo episode. In today's episode, I'm talking about resistance to what is. So what do I mean by this? It's often said that the cause of all human suffering is attachment. Attachment or a fixation or preoccupation with one with a specific outcome, right? So deciding that you need things to be a certain way in order to feel okay, feel happy, feel good about your decision, feel like things worked out in your favor, right? Now, granted, of course, there's going to be some circumstances in life where we feel like, man, that was really not what I wanted, right? If a event happens, we get injured, we get sick, we miss out on something, something doesn't happen, something does happen, we lose somebody we love in our life, an event doesn't go as planned, so many things, right, that we can say, I really would have liked a different outcome. However, I hate to be the, you know, spiritual advocate of just let things be. However, this is more of an exploration of for, first, I want to help people identify their resistance to certain things, right? Because some things we need to just figure out why are we so resistant to them, right? Why am I fighting what is and looking for another outcome? But the other part is that if we can see from the bigger picture that every twist and turn of life, even though it might not always be what we deem desirable, is leading us towards our growth, our evolution, our soul purpose and path. So I'm offering this because it kind of ties in. If you listen to my episode on regret, releasing regret, this is kind of the, the um, precursor, right? If we can let go of our resistance to what is, there's less of an experience of regret in our lives. I was inspired to do this video because I was having trouble accepting how something had played out, how an event had gone. I was going through my head, that sort of dialogue story of saying, if if just this had happened, if it had been more like this or like that, and then this would have been better. And then I realized, yeah, but there's nothing I can do. It happened how it happened. 
And so I recognize that if I wasn't trying to resist or fight or try and negotiate bizarrely with the past, because that's a futile effort, right? It doesn't matter, matter how good your argument is. You're never going to win that one to change the past. It's not going to happen. The way things unfolded is how they unfolded. When we have too strong of a preference, when we're resistant to what is, it causes us a lot of grief. So I created a mantra for that day that I've continued to use daily, which is I have no preference other than exactly what is. I have no preference other than what is. How I show up, how the day shows up, how people show up in my life, how events unfolded. Because if you think about it, if you are perfectly okay with however things play out, you can never really be upset. And again, there's going to be things that are outright feel unfortunate. Yet when we try to fight them, when we have resistance to them, how is that serving us is a question to ask. How is this serving me? We can take a moment to acknowledge this was not my preference, right? So I'm, I'm stating I have no preference other than what is. And if before declaring that, you have to say, this was not the preference I was hoping for, but I could acknowledge that this is how things went, that trying to fight it or deny it or change it is not helpful, is not going to work. So how can I find a way to release resistance and have no preference other than what is just as it is? Because think about how powerful that can be. Wherever you are in your life, in your career, with love. You know, for example, if You've been wanting to meet somebody and maybe you just met somebody and it had high hopes, but it just didn't turn out right. And in your mind, you're like, oh, it was supposed to happen now. Like this was the time I'm ready. I really feel like I'm ready. And I really like this person and they totally let me down. And oh, now this isn't what I wanted. It can kind of take us back to some immature thinking, right? Some childish thinking of this wasn't supposed to happen this way. I'm mad. I'm, you know, frustrated. These are natural feelings, like I've talked about in the anger episode that I did, that just shows that all we can do is let the emotion throw, flow through, but then reclaim ourselves, right? It's about reclamation a little bit. Everything in life is a choice. So when we express emotions, when we're like, I need to get this out, then we have a choice to say, now what? Will I continue to fuel this? Again, I talk about this in the anger episode. You can keep fueling your anger. Or you can let it blow off that steam and then say, okay, now how can I shift my attitude? How can I shift how I feel? And I, better than anyone, I promise you that I know what it's like when it, I feel like my emotions take control of me and there's nothing I can do. I'm 37 years old and I still feel that way. I've learned how to breathe and check in with myself. And if I say, this is the best I can do in this moment is to be bitter and angry and frustrated then I say, then take some space. Don't speak because they, they say actions of word or pen is a phrase. Like don't speak, don't write anything, don't text, don't email when you're, if you're fired up. Be aware of yourself. If you need to stew in it for a while because you're being resistant to what is, then do that. But be mindful of the things you'd like to say or write or text are helpful sit on it, rest with it, 
I found, I found for me that if I tend to have a quick sort of impulsive response to something of, well, then I'm not going to talk to them or, well, I'm just going to say, I'm not going. I've learned to rest with it. If a decision doesn't need to be made right in that moment, then I say, see how you feel in the morning, see how you feel next week, see how you feel in a month before you make any big decisions or declarations, because you're resistant to what is we all are resistant to what is it's a part of being human because we have this illusion that we could have done things differently and that things could have been different. Is that true? I mean, I'm not saying that there's predetermination. I don't believe that. I think that there are many different outcomes. I mean, depends on how far you want to go with this. You know, I, I personally believe that there's different timelines, different parallel experiences of life where every single version of every single choice you could ever made, there's a different version of you having all those experiences. I know it's out there. If that resonates with you at all, there's an amazing book that I came across. One of the original channeling books called Seth Speaks. There's also its follow-up or its predecessor, the Seth Material. Very fascinating esoteric concepts about consciousness, the human experience, past lives, future lives, different timelines. Really interesting. I know that doesn't help us much in this lifetime experience. However, it can help a little bit if you can really believe that you have no preference other than what is because it's you living out this specific experience of different decisions, different outcomes, different events. Again, it's not easy. So how do we identify resistance? I heard once, and I think I've mentioned this on different episodes that this is, this pertains to lying. But again, if we don't like what is, sometimes we will lie, right? If someone's like, oh, well, if you have this, you can't come. And you say, oh, well, then uh, actually I don't, that's, I don't have that. So we don't want to accept that we're being told we can't do something or that something won't work. So sometimes we might feel like we have to adjust the truth. So I heard that people lie for two reasons, a fear of losing what they have or not getting what they want. And that typically tends to be why we have preferences. Well, I really wanted to look this certain way because then maybe I could find love and maybe the more people would be attracted to me and I'd have more options and maybe life would be easier or better, whatever it might be. I wish I'd gotten into that school because it's such a good school. And I really wanted to be able to go there and tell people that I was going there. And, you know, I work with a lot of teens and I hear that so often in my therapy work Well, they'll say, yeah, but you know, I need to get into the school. And I'll ask, is that true? We got another episode I did just recently asking yourself, is that true? Do you need this thing? Did you need this to happen? Do you need to lie or compromise yourself? Because things aren't playing out exactly as you want. Just a question to ask, is it worth compromising our integrity to try and adjust the universal unfolding, which is debatable whether we ever actually could, but so identifying resistance. Is there something that you're afraid of losing or not getting? Is there something that you're afraid of period, right? So you can ask yourself that losing or not getting, but is there something that you're fearful of occurring, not being loved, not being approved of, not being successful, not achieving the things you want. But again, that goes back to not getting something you want, right? But then you have to check in. Is that true? 
can we ever really know that if things had gone a different way, that they would be better? That's a misconception that we often have. Yeah. But if, if, if this had happened, if I'd gotten this, if this hadn't happened, then, then everything would be better. And this and that, and the other thing would have happened. Could we ever know that? Are we an Oracle? Maybe we're all psychic, but I'm talking about like, do we have that giant bird eye view of source of spirit, whatever you want to call it? We don't because we're having the human experience. So when we make believe in our heads that if we, if things had gone a different way, if the waves had broken a different way in an event, in a situation with a certain person for yourself, we feel so sure. But how can we know that if we had gone that different path, that there wouldn't be other obstacles or something, maybe spirit was guiding us to help us in a way that was actually the best path for us that avoided a different disappointment or upset right? So identifying your resistance. Next time you find yourself, something happens. A decision comes out that you feel is not in your favor. An event ends up getting canceled. Someone you had high hopes about disappeared, dropped you, didn't work out. Something you would hope would turn out one way, did not, turned out a different way. We all know disappointment. Can you sit with it and see what it feels like? I know in the moment you're going to be like, whatever, I'm not going to fucking accept this. I'm pissed off. Again, let yourself be pissed off. Again, when it push comes to shove, there's going to be a point where you're like, I either stay mad about this forever or I see if I can just sit with this phrase, just sit with this concept of I have no preference other than what is. I have no preference other than everything exactly as it is. Because when you accept that, you are exhibiting the spirit of love, which is ultimately the universe, source, God, whatever you want to call it. That's why when people who in our history have been deemed as saints and sages, they say the Buddha, that this was basically Buddha's mantra, right? Like whatever, no preference. <laughs> and, and I'm a believer that it's okay to have a preference, but then let it go at that. I would prefer that we do this today, but if it doesn't happen, that's fine. It's fine to have a preference. It's your attachment that that preference plays out. It's attachments to outcomes, right? When we release attachments to outcomes, when we literally show up every day and say, I have no preference other than whatever shows up today, it's exhausting to fight what is, right? Trust me, I know. Like I was saying, I have fought tooth and nail almost everything that's come in my path because I've had said no. No, this is not it. This was not how it was supposed to be. This is not fair. This is not right. I'm I'm going to try and change this. And uh, it doesn't always work out, you know? So we can't always be the Buddha, but it doesn't hurt to try. That's why these people live on. That's why their mantras and their quotes and their teachings live on. It's because they brought very, brought very powerful messages to earth which was, if you can surrender to what is, if you can accept everything that shows up as it shows up, if you can have a preference but not be tied to it, if you can release attachment to outcome, then you're free. Think about that. You're literally free. Nothing can upset you. And that was the point that Buddha got to. He was like, I'm good no matter what. I'm going to sit under this bonsai. It was a bonsai tree, right? I think that's how the fable goes, story goes. 
I'm going to sit here and I'm going to be just fine. If it storms and I get struck by lightning, cool. If it's hot and I'm sweating and thirsty, okay, then that's what it is. If someone comes by and brings me delicious food and drinks and we get to share time and commune, awesome. No preference. Again, I know it's hard to live that way, but we can try, right? Even though Yoda says there is no try, only do. Okay, well then just do it. And if you fall short, at least you're still doing. Just try, just make the effort. Just explore the experience of saying, I have no preference other than what is. I was really excited about this person I was dating. I thought they liked me. Then all of a sudden they went cold, went dark, disappeared. My heart hurts. My ego feels bruised. Yet I'm going to trust that this is the highest outcome for everybody involved. So I have no preference and I'm not going to drag myself down further by staying attached, by having this resistance to the situation. He shouldn't have done that. I need to, I'm going to stalk him and I'm going to like find somebody to ask him what happened. I'm not mocking you. I promise that wasn't meant to be a mocking tone. I've done that. Oh goodness. Have I ever done that? My mind goes crazy when I feel rejected. I don't do well with rejections and I will try to get to the bottom of it. But that's another thing of acceptance, right? Is being able to be okay with not knowing why something happened. Isn't that hard? I had that recently where someone decided they wanted nothing to do with me. They were very upset with me and I can't do anything. I made a final statement and said, I am so sorry you feel that way. I felt that I was, there was a misinterpretation and misunderstanding, but they weren't willing to hear me. So I had to let it go. And it hasn't been easy knowing that somebody out there doesn't really care for me. Poof. I don't do well with that. I've been a people pleaser my whole life. I've wanted acceptance my whole life. I could thrive on it. I feel like I could be fueled just by acceptance. But you can't because acceptance is an external. And if we use that to feel good, then we become dependent on it. And then when a situation like this happens, we lose our freaking minds and we scramble and we panic and we say, I cannot sit with this discomfort. I'm having this resistance to the situation. I need to convince them. I need to explain to them. I read recently that something along the lines of over-explaining can be a sign of childhood neglect or emotional neglect where you feel you felt very confused about why you weren't attended to or cared for. And so when you feel like somebody might be mad at you, you just, you want to kind of over explain and share with them like what was actually happening for you and what your actual intention was, because you don't know how to just sit with somebody feeling a certain way about you that you feel is not accurate. So over explaining is because there's this fear, there's this deficit inside that says, I can't trust my own judgment because there was something really wrong with me that made people neglect me in the past, that made me feel like I didn't matter. So I need to show this person that I do matter and that I didn't do anything bad, right? It can also be like early in life if you felt like you were scolded a lot. So, so many things lead to us having this deep down resistance to outcomes that we don't want, to people not liking us. We got to get used to the fact that we're not going to be for everybody, especially if you're listening to this podcast and you're on your spiritual path and you're really wanting to step into your own element and start following some of your own intuitions. Some people are not going to like what you're talking about or the path you're taking. 
when also when you assert yourself, that was sort of the situation I was in. I was trying to assert myself and to have some boundaries when I felt disrespected. They didn't like it. And I can't say, you know, I can't speak to their experience. Their feelings were their feelings. Sometimes when we have boundaries and we stand up for ourselves, people are not going to like it. And they might decide that they're going to put the onus on you and say, you are not somebody I want in my life. And we have to accept the fact of saying, okay, I can't, I would love to try and talk you into not disliking me, but I can't. So I'm going to have no preference other than what is we do our part, right? If we can, like, as I did, if we can have a final statement and just release it, right. It's like a, it's the difference between like an open palm and like, you know, pushing somebody. I offered my final sentiment, which was how I felt about the situation, how, what my real intentions were, where I was at. That was all I could do. I couldn't, you can't convince somebody of how you want them to feel about you or about a situation. And that can be so hard when you have to just accept, right? And another interesting thing was that I had something like that happen 10 years ago with somebody where we had a falling out that was unfortunate and I didn't like how it ended. And I always kind of had this sense of like, gosh, I wish we could just make things right. Cause I don't like having people out there in the world that I'm not on good terms with, but it's a part of life, right? It happens. And then lo and behold, a few weeks ago, which is 10 years since we'd ever spoken, a mutual friend sent a, a text to all three of us. And I thought, well, this is a good opportunity. And I reached out to her and I said, hey, I just wanted to kind of clear the air and say whatever happened 10 years ago, I'm, I apologize for my part in that. It was a strange time in my life. I am not happy about how I acted. And I just, I'm really happy for you and where you are in life now. And I wish you just all, only the best. And they responded and they said, I was thinking the same thing. And now we're reconnected 10 years later. If you had told me 10 years ago that I had to wait 10 years to clear that up, I'd be like, are you kidding? I can't wait 10 minutes. <laughs> I need to track her down. I need to make this right. I can't sit with this discomfort of somebody potentially misunderstanding me or thinking bad of me or whatever it is. But when you take a breath and you say, I'm going to release this resistance to what is. I'm going to accept it. Then the universe has a way, just like in the situation I just described, to sort things out in its own time. So if we can release an attachment to making things happen right when we think it should, because it makes us uncomfortable, then we might find that things work out on their own. If we release resistance to a situation turning out how we didn't want it, think about this example. You were really tied to getting a certain home. This has happened to me too. I'll use rental in my example because that's all I'm doing. Not buying anything yet, but it could be buying renting. And then you're so attached to it. You're so attached to it. I remember this one time years ago, I found this perfect, cute little place. It was in a nice neighborhood. And man, did I ever fight for that? And there were so many, like the universe was making it very clear. Like this is not for you. And every twist and turn, they were making me redo the lease and redo this and get these different things in line that I could move in there. And on the move-in day, I showed up with all my stuff and they said, no, we changed our mind. This isn't going to work. And I sat there crying in front of this house because I was so disappointed. I could not accept it. I was resisting it. I was like, no, this is how it was supposed to go. I was supposed to live here. This is the perfect spot. Guess what happened? I had to go 
stay with my parents for a few weeks. And then the literal perfect place came about this cute little cottage that I ended up living in for almost two years in a beautiful location. So pretty. Sometimes if we let go of resistance, the universe brings us something better. Actually, I'm going to say always. I'm saying it. Always. If we don't try to fight what is, we'll find that even though it can be hard, right, to let go of that perfect house that we wanted, to let go of this perfect person that we had so much hope for, to let go of having or looking or doing or being something that we thought we needed, if we let go of it and we allow for life to unfold, we might find that we'll get something better than we could have ever imagined. But you have to let go to that resistance. So you have to identify it. What are you afraid of? There's always, an whenever we're feeling anger or resistance, we can go within and say, why? If it didn't matter to you, if, it, if this situation didn't represent something bigger or deeper, you would not care, right? If you didn't, if you had solid self-love and self-esteem and self-confidence, if somebody blew you off, you'd be like, cool, good. That was a waste of my time. Whoever feels like they want to blow me off is not somebody I want to be with. So goodbye. I've seen people do it. It is possible. And I've learned better to do it. I've become better at it throughout my life. Ooh, goodness. I remember hearing once when I had a breakup and I was scouring the internet for breakup videos and podcasts because you want to hear it, right? Like you want people to that can echo your sentiments and your feelings where you're like, yes, thank you. Thank you for stating how I feel. It's so hard. And somebody said that, oh gosh, I always bring quotes, but it just hit me so hard. It's just something like everything I've ever let go of had claw marks. And that hit so hard for me because just as I was describing with that house, I was, no, don't take it. And I clawed it. The guys who blew me off. No, 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 don't blow me off. Don't tell me that I'm not good enough. Why would we want to hold on to something that's not for us? That doesn't want us. I've done episodes on that too. So when we can stop trying to claw and hold on to something that is not for us, if we can trust the universe, that the universe will only ever take away what is not meant for us and will only ever bring into us what is for our highest good, then we will have no preference other than what is. Then we will be able to release resistance and just experience life as more of a ride, right? Just riding that wave, getting into the flow. That's what it is. And it's not easy work, but when you start the practice, it gets better. It gets better. I still have resistance at time, but I've, I'm able to let it go quicker. Just like I was talking about with that recent struggle of not seeing eye to eye with how somebody felt after the outcome of, of an event. And for a while I thought, should I reach out again? Should I call them? Should I? No, I need to just let it go. They feel how they feel. And maybe down the line, we'll be able to have that conversation. But for now. I need to just have no preference other than what is and just accept the situation, see where I can learn from it and move on. Finding the resistance within us, exploring it, exploring what are some of the root causes and slowly but surely beginning that practice of having no preference. And maybe it starts just by putting that on a sticky note on your mirror beside your bed. Just thinking of that as you start your day and say, I have no preference for this day other than exactly how it happens. I'm going to go about my business as I plan to, right? I'm going to go to this appointment. I'm going to see these people. I'm going to go to my work, whatever it is. But when things don't break the way you hope they would, can you say, 
okay, I didn't plan for this traffic jam that made me two hours late, made me miss my appointment. Now I got to reschedule. Da, 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 da. You don't know what the universe has in store, how it was helping you out. The universe is always helping you out. The universe is always conspiring in your favor. Can you trust that? I have no preference other than what is. Try it out. All right, everybody. I hope that was helpful. Have a beautiful day. Take care. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to Women Waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world.